Good morning, all. Thank you. So I have cleverly and unintentionally moved the Sunday school to 945 by simply not showing up before then. And uh, giving it the illusion that it lasts right up until church starts. So... So if you went to the Bible study last night, Baldwin, then you're cooler than me. Uh, did not go, but uh, I, I was going to, but uh, I was led hither too. So what are you going to do? Good morning, Amy. Good to see you up and about. <laughs> Hooray! Well, Jesus, we thank you for your word to us. For your goodness, God, and, and what we want today is for your presence to minister to our hearts and, and do in us, through us, and, and to us, God, what only you could. And uh, Lord, what we're looking for today is that manna from heaven, and that, that water that comes from the rock, Lord Jesus, and we, we want to, to bring you uh, that uh, offering of, of praise and, and, uh, and complete surrender to your will. And God, we just pray that you would do in us those things that your word has promised. God, we just pray it in your righteous name. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Go with me to John. um, uh, 14. You know, I talked once about uh, you know the Bible being like a medicine cabinet, and uh, you know I think uh, this this is one of those uh, to me John 14, really this whole uh, group of chapters here, this whole discourse of of Jesus is, to me is like uh, it's like putting aloe vera on a sunburn, <laughs> like you know when you just feel bad, then uh, this is a great place to go. So, uh, well, might as well start at one. You know how this works. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. So that's an interesting statement. Not letting your heart be troubled because lots of things can be troubling. You know, and sometimes something will be troubling to us uh, that you, you really can't put your finger on what it is. And uh, you ever have one of those days you just feel bad? Well, why? I I don't know. I just do. And uh, and so it's an interesting thing that he says, "Let not your heart be troubled. You know, be anxious for nothing." He says in another place. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I'd have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And whither I go, you know, and the way you know. And Thomas said to him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest. How can we know the way? And Jesus saith to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes to the Father but by me. So that's an interesting thing as well. You know, I want to talk about the way this morning. You know, um... Uh, you know, because he says three different things here in, in verse six. He says he's the way, 
and he's the truth, and he's the life. Um, no, uh, and uh, you know the truth is just you know just the way we use truth. That's what it means. And life, uh, you know, this is uh, in Greek. There are two uh, distinct words for life. There's a physical life, and then there was a spiritual life. And uh, uh, and this is the uh, the spiritual life. Which, by the way, is uh, pronounced Zoe. So, but uh, yep. um, so, but he says, "I'm the way." You know, and so, you know, we we use way in, in a couple of different senses. Uh, you know, if there's no way that would happen. Like, which way do I go? You know, uh, you know, and. Uh, you know, but in a way, in the way that they used way, the manner that they used way in uh, in the Greek here was um, a manner of life, a, a way that you lived your life, not not necessarily a road. And it is that. Uh, certainly, Jesus is that narrow road, but uh, but he's a a manner of of life and and so to because you can't follow him and not um, uh, begin to conform your way to his way you know because your your manner of life has to conform to his manner of life or otherwise you're not really following him you're following some idea of him and and you would actually be it would put you on the broad road because you, you don't want to you know I went to do this uh, estimate on Friday morning, and it was an hour from my house. Uh, so I left myself some time, I thought. And uh, there, there was, I was supposed to go down this dirt road, and the road was closed. And you could see standing water on the road. And so I thought, okay. So I go around. I just kind of, you know, I, I had to just pick left or right. So I just picked one, and... The GPS, you know, kept telling me which way to go. And finally, I mean, I feel like I'm out in the boonies now. I am lost. And uh, and then uh, and then the GPS says, "You have arrived." <laughs> and I look around, and there's one house around, and it's it's like a farm. And and the address on the mailbox uh, is. The the number's not high enough. Like this this is not even close to it. But this road that I was going north on, uh, it curves around and it doesn't. That's it. It just comes. It turns into this other dirt road. So I thought, oh, great. So now I have to pee. Now I'm late and now I'm lost. Yes, <laughs> you know. And uh, <clears throat> so. So I think, okay, well, I better call this lady and let her know that I'm going to be late, uh, and and ask her, uh, you know, maybe she can help me figure out where she is. And uh, so I dial the number, and it's like, boop, like, no, uh, uh, not on registered network. Like, okay, great. So now I'm out in the middle of nowhere with no phone too, and so I start backtracking, and I'm driving along and watching my phone, waiting for it to pick up some signal so I can call. And I finally get in in a place where I've got some, and I get a, a voicemail from this lady. She's like, "Hey, thought you were coming." Like, yeah. And 
So I, I managed to get a hold of her, and it turned out that I just had the first two digits of the address um, transposed. It's 23060, and I had 32060. So she's like, yeah, you need to go back to this spot. And I was like, yeah, I remember I remember passing that church. And she's like, okay, well, that's where you turn left, not right. She's like, if you – and I'm like, okay, great. So I get there, and I, when I pull up at the mailbox, it's like it's got the right name on it, and it's about where she said it should be, but the – but those two numbers were different. I thought, oh. So, uh, you know, so it, it's you know you can you can be following a direction that you trust and end up in the wrong spot. So it depends on on what you know who what way are you following what path are you following. You know, I always look at the those little GPS things and I you know I was like, is this the, you know does this seem like the most intelligent route to me or or whatever or it's like could I go this way instead or whatever you know but if we're following Christ and we're, and we're going to follow his way his manner of life then we want to make sure that we're following him uh, make sure that we end up at the right spot because when I was out in the middle of nowhere on this mucky dirt road and it's like you have arrived I have arrived where? <laughs> like, what is this place? <clears throat> so the way, then. Uh, go with me over to... Um, uh, probably Isaiah 30, I think. 30. really might have to go back to verse 1 on this one to get where I want to be. Yeah. All right, I'll just get through this quickly then. Um, let's go ahead and start at verse 1. Because he's talking about, uh, <coughs> well, you'll see. Woe to the rebellious children, saith the Lord, that take counsel, but not of me, that cover with the covering, but not of my spirit, that they may add sin to sin, that walk down into Egypt and have not asked at my mouth, to strengthen themselves in the strength of Pharaoh and to trust in the shadow of Egypt. Therefore shall the strength of Pharaoh be your shame and the trust in the shadow of Egypt your confusion. So that sounds bad you know, to my uh, limited understanding. You know, he's talking about um, relying on something other than the voice of God. You know, that's like the God positioning system will never let you down. As long as you're listening for it, you know you don't have to worry about you know losing the signal. You don't have to worry about it, you know, miscalculating where you're going to be. You know, you could have no idea where you are, and he knows where you are. And so, uh, which which is a blessing, and that's kind of what I fell back on that morning. I thought, well, okay, God, you know where I am, um, and you know where this house is. So, I'd like to get there. I'm driving down this desolate-looking dirt road. And thinking of, of Ron being in Africa with no address and uh, like riding in the back of this taxi or whatever, looking for some guy in this big city full of people. And uh, I thought, well, this is not nearly so difficult, but uh, 
uh, gave me just like the slightest inkling of what that must have been like. But he said, uh, he says that they've covered themselves with the covering, but not of his spirit, and that that they've uh, that they've asked, taken counsel, but not of him. So you know we can we can look for uh, we can look for advice about the way that we're going to take. You know when uh, when you stop for directions, you can get people that will take you a really weird way. You'll get somebody that doesn't actually know where it is, but they don't want to tell you that, so they'll tell you something. And uh, you know those those will not typically turn out so well. Uh, Mike and I's accountant just dropped off the face of the earth. We had uh, um, we had filed an extension that was due on thir- this past Thursday, and he wasn't returning our calls. He wasn't returning our email. I mean, we would talk to the lady in the office, leave a message, and he would never get back with us. So we found some other accountant uh, in Ottawa. We were not terribly impressed with them either, uh, but they were able to get it. They said they could get it done in time, but they wanted to change all this stuff. They're like, well, this this should be here and this should be here, and I mean, it was all Greek to me. But I was like, well, this guy has been our accountant since we started, and we haven't had any trouble, so I don't like him. But I mean, apparently he knows what he's doing. So I'm thinking, okay, well, we've got to get something turned in, or we're going to have this really hefty penalty. And then on Wednesday afternoon, on towards the end of the day, we get this email from him out of the blue, apologizing profusely for not getting back with us. And by the way, here's your return. Oh, no. Like, okay. And I, and I think that was the Lord because these ladies wanted to make all these weird changes because they didn't, I, I really don't think they knew. The lady's like, oh, we should probably learn to use QuickBooks because a lot of our clients are using QuickBooks now. I thought, okay. Uh, <laughs> suddenly feeling less confident about you. Um, but uh, so so getting counsel from somebody that doesn't know what they're talking about you know, and uh, it's interesting because if you do know something and somebody tries to talk to you about it, and you can tell right away that they don't know or they do. You know, I've been interviewing people, and it's like you know, you I I kind of get the sense from people. It's like okay, this person actually obviously knows what they're doing. This person obviously doesn't, and and that kind of thing. Uh, so taking counsel, but not of him then. And he says that they're rebellious children, and and that they have made this covering. But but it's not it's not God's spirit, it's some other sort of covering, and strengthening themselves in the strength of Pharaoh and trusting in the shadow of Egypt, and and I know I know people end up end up in church because they're looking for God because they're hungry for something from God, and uh, uh, but it, it depends on where you end up. It depends on who you're taking counsel from, what manner. What way you're taking, what manner of life you're you're going to be following after, <clears throat> where you end up. And he says, for his princes were at Zoan, and his ambassadors came from Hain, came to Hanes, and they were all ashamed of a people that could not profit them, nor be a help, nor profit, but a shame and also a reproach. The burden of the beasts of the south, into the land of trouble and anguish, from whence the young and the old lion, the viper and the fiery flying serpent. They'll carry their riches upon the shoulders of young asses and their treasures upon the bunches of camels to a people that shall not profit them. The Egyptians shall help in vain and to no purpose. Therefore, I have cried concerning this. Their strength is to sit still. It kind of sounds a little bit like uh, 
like, well, we're going to be out of here any moment now, so may as well just uh, take it easy. <clears throat> now go and write it before them in the table, note it in a book that it may be for the time to come forever and ever. For this is a rebellious people, lying children, children that will not hear the law of the Lord, which say to the seers, see not, to the prophets, prophesy not to us right things, speak to us smooth things, and prophesy deceits. Get you out of the way and turn aside out of the path and cause the Holy One of Israel to cease from before us. So, and, and you see through the Old Testament, that's what the, the Jews did. They said, don't, don't, don't tell us what all this mean stuff. I want, you know, tell me something nice. You know, and, uh, you know, it, and it reminded me uh, a little bit of what Jeff said uh, the other night about the lady saying, now, now we're, we're looking for a feel-good message here. You know, don't, don't come in here preaching fire and brimstone because, you know, it's like, well, we'll see. But but no, I mean, but you know that's the thing is, is you know God will convict you of your sins, but but he he's a rescuing kind of God. You know, really the people that you see him talk really rough to in the Gospels is the the self righteous, and and that's and that's kind of what he's talking about here. And so he's saying these people don't want to hear what I have to say, and and they 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 would rather hear something that is smooth, prophesied deceits. They said. Uh, tell me something. No, I don't. It doesn't have to be true. You can tell me a lie. Just tell me something that sounds nice. And everybody likes to hear what they want to hear. <clears throat> but that's the the great thing about uh, being in in the way, following Christ, because He'll tell you things you don't particularly want to hear, and and it's a good thing. The further down the road you get, the more you find out that uh, that's uh, a really profitable thing in your life and it makes things work well. I I've I've had uh I've had God tell me things in my life like, um, so this thing needs to go. This this way of thinking needs to go. And, you know, I would rather him just pat me on the head and be like, Look at you, ruffle my hair and send me on my way you know, and then but you know, sometimes you've got something on your face and you need to get it cleaned off, and so it's a blessing how God does that. And and, there, and nobody likes to have other people watching when that happens, but I think we all understand that it happens to everybody. Wherefore, thus saith the Holy One of Israel, uh, because you despise this word and you trust in oppression and perverseness and stay thereon, therefore this iniquity shall be to you as a breach ready to fall. Swelling out in a high wall, whose breaking comes suddenly and at an instant. So this isn't going to work for you. It's not going to last. And he shall break it as the breaking of the potter's vessel that is broken in pieces, and he shall not spare. So that there shall not be found in the bursting of it a shard to take to fire from the hearth, or to take water withal from the pit. And this is where I was really going. For thus saith the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, In returning and rest shall you be saved. In quietness and in confidence shall be your strength, and you would not. But you said, no, for we will flee upon horses. Therefore, we will, shall you flee. And we will ride upon the swift. Therefore, they that pursue you should be swift. So, fleeing on horses then. Trusting in the flesh. Saying, well, and he's saying, you know, in returning and rest, you'd be saved. And in quietness and confidence would be your strength. And when you... You know, when when you're confident that something is going to work out okay, it's a lot easier to have that sense of rest and quietness about it. 
And, and that's what God's saying. You can have you, you return to me and find that rest in me, then you will have quiet quietness and confidence and it'll be your strength. And and he says, And you would not. You said, No, we'll flee upon horses. Like, no, I'm, I'm I can figure this out. I can do this. I can make this work. This is gonna be alright. And he says that uh you say, we'll ride upon the swift, therefore they that pursue you should be swift. So God is uh, wise to uh, relieve us of that idea that, uh, uh, that that we could make everything in our life work right on our own. You know, don't, don't misunderstand me. There are certainly things that God wants you to put forth effort on and, and do because you can, because he gives you power to do stuff. But uh, But there is a sense of, you know, having done what you could do, having done what you know God expects of you, and then uh, leaving those things that you could not do to Him. You know, because uh, when I was growing up, one of my friend's parents had this little plaque on the wall that uh, as I got older, I thought, wow, that's really interesting. Thinking back on it, it said that um, that worry is the interest you pay on trouble borrowed from tomorrow. <laughs> I thought, wow, as I got older, I thought, yeah, that's really Good, because it, it really is, you know, uh, because that's what Jesus said in, in the Sermon on the Mount. He said, you know, take no thought for tomorrow. Tomorrow the, will take care of itself. Tomorrow can worry about its own stuff. Uh, just, you know, just you deal with what you are what you have right in front of you, and you, you trust me for the stuff that you can't do. You know, I remember one time I was reading that, that passage in Matthew 6 about how God takes care of the birds and the flowers and, and everything. And I was like, that's so precious. And, and I was in this rather um, tight place financially. And, and I thought, oh, that's so precious. You know, wow, it's really a blessing. And, um, and I knew God was preparing me for something. I kind of had this, this sense of not foreboding necessarily, but um, you, know what I'm, you know what I'm saying. You know, I, I, it's like I have this premonition of what's coming now, <laughs> and indeed it did, and and indeed he did prove himself that that uh, that he would come through for me, and and he and he did that over and over and over again, and it's funny how we come to those places where now we need him to come through for us again, and it's like, oh, is he going to come through for us this time? Like, because you know, what 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 about you know? I mean, the you know, four hundred and Ninety-nine times he came through for me already. I I just don't know if this time is going to work out because this time is different because this you know, you know and it's it's funny you know when you say it out loud but when it's in your head it's not so cut it's not always so cut and dried and you all know exactly what I'm saying I can tell so so he says in returning and rest shall you be saved and in quietness and in confidence shall be your strength and you would not. But you said, no, we will flee upon horses, therefore shall you flee. And we will ride upon the swift, therefore they that pursue you should be swift. One thousand shall flee at the rebuke of one. And that certainly happened to the church in the United States. At the rebuke of five, five shall you flee, till you be left as a beacon on top of the mountain, as in an ensign on a hill. Therefore will the Lord wait that he may be gracious unto you. And therefore will he be exalted that he may have mercy upon you. For the Lord is a God of judgment. And blessed are all they that wait for him. For the people shall dwell in Zion at Jerusalem. You shall weep no more. And he will be very gracious unto thee at the voice of your cry. And when he shall hear it, he will answer thee. 
And though the Lord give you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, yet shall not thy teachers be removed into a corner any more, but thine eyes shall see thy teachers. And thine ears shall hear a word behind thee, saying, This is the way. Walk ye in it. And when you turn to the right hand, and when you turn to the left. So, so he's, you know, we're, I think we're all familiar with this passage. And he's talking about going through difficult things. I mean, certainly in the United States, the church has been backed into a corner. And we've, we've kind of pulled back into our gated communities with our, uh, our Lincoln Navigators and, and uh, private schools. And um, and just kind of left everybody else to fend for themselves, and uh, and so you know the church is kind of like this this little signpost here and there now, and, and what God is saying though is that I'm going to hear you, and you're going to go through difficult things, but it's going to do something in you that's going to be very positive, you know, and that's the kind of stuff that God's been talking about, is you know going through hard things is really good for you and you know if you've never read the pastor's barracks uh then you should because it's a, it has a really great book about this guy christian rieger that was a pastor in prussia uh at the beginning of world war ii and and he was uh he was involved in the 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 group of ministers that uh dietrich bonhoeffer worked with and and he got uh, he got arrested, and he got sent to uh, what they called the pastors' barracks. They put all these uh, ministers from all these different denominations all together in this concentration camp, and they put them all in the same barracks because they thought they would destroy each other. But in you know reasonable, it was a perfectly reasonable assumption. You know they're people just like everybody else, uh, but. Uh, what it did instead was it forced them to throw aside all the petty stuff that they always argued about and that they didn't like the guy down the road about because of this and that and uh, and stand on what, what was really real. And that was that, that Christ was, was the answer and that he was bigger than Nazi Germany. And, and so uh, it's a really great book. You really should read it. But, you know, that's the kind of thing that God's talking about doing again in the church. Uh, you're going to go through tough stuff, and uh, and it will it will weed out all the the petty goofy stuff, and and uh, whip you into shape. That's why when you get uh, you get drafted, they put you in boot camp, uh, and uh, they run all of the stuff off of you. I've I've thought a few times that wow, I should have done that after I got out of school before I got a job. That would have been good for me, but. Uh, that sounded scary, so I didn't. <laughs> so you know, I mean, what, what can I say? God knows how to get you out of your comfort stuff. So, um, you know, and, and so it's interesting because he talks about God giving you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, uh, and he says, and. Yet your teachers shall not be removed into a corner anymore, but your eyes shall see your teachers. You know, and uh, difficulty is a great instructor. You know, um, uh, Heinz Heat on High Places, it's really great. She has these two companions that go with her. It's like, uh, what is it, sorrow and suffering, I think. Something to that effect. I forget exactly. And when she gets where she's going, then they become uh, joy and something else. I forget. And uh, I, I need to read it again, obviously, but... 
you know, but you you get what I'm saying. That you know, God gives us these teachers, and He says, "In your eye, your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way. Walk ye in it. When you turn to the right hand, and when you turn to the left, you know, and it's a great thing if you don't know where you're going, to have somebody saying, you know, turn left, turn right." You know, I, I love that scene on the Fellowship of the Ring when they're the the Fellowship is setting out, and Frodo, of course, is in the front because he's the ring bearer, and he's like, "Which way is Mordor, Gandalf?" Left. <laughs> like, okay, he doesn't want to turn the wrong way out the gate. That looks stupid. You know? And so, uh, but knowing, you know, the great thing about this is you don't have to know where you're going. You don't have to see the way in front of you if you can see him walking the way in front of you. And and so, you know, following after him, conforming to his manner of life will get you where you're going. Go with me over to Jeremiah six. And this is kind of a similar thing. Of course, you know about Jeremiah's ministry and, and how he uh, was kind of that, uh, that lone voice that everybody ignored because they didn't like what he had to say. They wanted to hear the smooth thing. Um, yeah, well, let's go ahead and start in one. It says, O oh, ye children of Benjamin, gather yourselves to, to flee out of the midst of Jerusalem. Blow up the trumpet in Tekoa and set up a sign of fire in Beth For evil appears out of the north and great destruction. I have likened the daughter of Zion to a comely and delicate woman. And the shepherds with their flocks will come to her, and they shall pitch their tents against her round about, and they shall feed everyone in this place. Prepare ye war against her, and arise, and let us go up at noon. Woe unto us, for the day goes away, and the shadows of the evening are stretched out. Arise, let us go by night, let us destroy her palaces. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, or thus hath the Lord of hosts said, Hew ye down trees, cast a mount against Jerusalem. This is the city to be visited. She is holy oppression in the midst of her. So all this bad stuff is coming against Jerusalem. And and he's saying, This is me because I I'm I'm straightening some things out. You know, uh yesterday uh, when we went to do Bible study with the kids, uh, a lot of times I'll just uh, I'll pick the verse of the day off this Bible app on my phone and just talk about it. And uh, yesterday it talked about um, despising not the chastening of the Lord nor being weary uh, of His correction. And so I talked to my kids a little bit about correction and, and instruction and and how uh, you know explaining the reasoning behind it. You know, nobody ever talked to me about that when I was a kid. I just figured, you know. If I push Dad's buttons, I get in trouble. That's and that's that. Uh, so don't push his buttons. Well, I did push his buttons because eventually I figured out I, I knew just when to stop pushing his buttons uh, to avoid getting uh, you know some sort of physical damage done to me. Uh, I did get lots of red-faced screaming, so I was pretty good at pushing the buttons. But um, uh, so you know, and I and I talked to the kids about you know God doesn't correct other people's kids. It's like, have you ever seen me, you know, thump around on somebody else's kids? No. See? Well, God doesn't either. So uh, so God knows how to get things squared away in his church. And that's what he's talking about here. And he says, uh, 
says that this is the city to be visited. She is holy oppression in the midst of her. As a fountain casts out her waters, so she casts out her wickedness. And violence and spoil is heard in her before me. Continually is grief and wounds. Be thou instructed, O Jerusalem, lest my soul depart from thee, lest I make thee desolate, a land not inhabited. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, they shall thoroughly glean the remnant of Israel as a vine. Turn back thine hand as a grape gatherer into the baskets. So he's he's clearly displeased with, with the way Jerusalem has been doing its stuff. You know, comparing her to a, a, a fountain that instead of spewing out water, it's spewing out wickedness. And uh, and that she's continually causing grief and wounds. Because that's precisely what the church should be fixing, right? So he says, uh, To whom shall I speak and give warning that they may hear? Behold, their ear is uncircumcised, and they cannot hearken. Behold, the word of the Lord is to them a reproach. They have no delight in it. It's just like these people that Isaiah was talking about. You know, prophesy to the smooth things, deceits. Don't 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 tell me that stuff. You know, when you go to the, the Bible bookstore or the little the little book section at Walmart, even you know, you've got like Mr. Toothy Preacher guy on there that you know talking about how your life can be grand because I know how to pep you up and tell you good things. And it's like, well, that's all well and good, but you know, what what about? Um, you know, what about taking up my cross and following Him? What about my will being surrendered? What about you know, uh, my life being straightened out before God and doing things right? Like, well, you know, it's like you just got to claim it. Like, oh, okay. If only it were that simple. You know, because God wants me to put some value on this relationship that I have with Him, so He gives me some some things to do. Uh, you know, I uh, I have these people sending me their information to apply for a job, and I try and build these little tiny hoops for them to jump through because I'm trying to weed out the people that are just looking for, you know, it's like, well, I'm just actually trying to make enough phone calls to get my unemployment this week. So, like, I mean, and I get that. I get that, but it's like, you know, I don't have time for that. So I kind of try and weed those people out. But, um, so... Got myself off track there. Uh, so he says, To whom shall I speak and give warning that they may hear? Behold, their ear is uncircumcised, and they cannot hearken. So they've, they've got too much flesh in the way to hear what God is saying. Like, well, I would hear, I'd listen to what God's saying, but, you know, it's like, well, I can't hear you. And behold, the word of the Lord is unto them a reproach, and they have no delight in it. Nobody likes to have God talk to you mean or, well, not mean. You know what I mean. Mean. Nobody likes to have somebody point out to you that you didn't do something right. Nobody likes to have, you know, like, well, so, okay, so you did X and Z. Why didn't you do Y? Well, you know, and so um, nobody likes that. Nobody likes, you know, you, you, you put all this effort into something and then somebody says, well, okay, but you could have done this, this, and this too. Or you should have done this, this, and this too. Nobody likes that. But uh, humility, to be able to hear that, is a very valuable thing. Uh, because if you can't hear instruction, then uh, it's a lot more difficult to, to ever learn anything. So their ears are uncircumcised. They've got too much flesh in the way to hear. 
And he says, Therefore, I am full of the fury of the Lord. I'm weary with holding in. I will pour it out upon the children abroad and upon the assembly of the young men together. For even the husband with the wife shall be taken, and the aged with him that is full of days. Their houses shall be turned unto others, and their fields and wives together. For I will stretch out my hand on the inhabitants of the land, saith the Lord. For from the least of them, even to the greatest of them, everyone is given to covetousness. From the prophet, even to the priest, everyone deals falsely. So Jesus said he was the way and the truth. And here he's talking about all this falsehood and and stuff going on in in these people that should be a representation of him. They have healed the hurt of all, they have healed also the hurt of the daughter of my people slightly, saying peace, peace when there is no peace. You know, it, uh, um, you know, it's, it, when you're when you're looking for somebody to 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 help you feel better, and you know they just kind of like oh, you know they're there you know that there's really not much to that and it kind of leaves you feeling okay well kind of like your friends must be job's friends you know but uh you know i mean but even somebody well-meaning you know oh peace peace you know this is all gonna be all right you know um you know but you want you want uh that counsel with the lord that has a real answer with it you know the the Bible said that the the secret of the Lord is with them that fear Him, and that that word secret is this. It it also means counsel. It's like a kind of a friendly sort of counsel. It actually uh, there's something in the word I forget off the top of my head that talks about a pillow. And so there's this sense of you know of when when God wants to talk to you about something, you know there's a there's a peace and a comfort that comes with that that. Uh, you know, and and these people could have had that same thing. You know, in Isaiah, he said, "In returning and rest, you'll be saved." Like so, come listen to what I have to say, and 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 you'll find comfort in it. But let's, uh, you know, you, you just you, you have to listen. So. So he says they've healed also the hurt of the daughter of my people slightly, saying, "Peace, peace," when there is no peace. Were they ashamed when they had committed abomination? Nay, they were not all ashamed, neither could they blush. Therefore they shall fall among them that fall. And at the time that I visit them, they shall be cast down, saith the Lord. And here's where I was, here's where I was going. Thus saith the Lord, stand ye in the ways, and see, and ask for the old paths, wherein is the good way. And walk therein, and ye shall find rest for your souls. And they said, we will not walk therein. And I also set watchmen over you, saying, Hearken to the sound of the trumpet. But they said, We will not hearken. So stand in the ways and see and ask for the old paths, wherein is the good way. And walk therein, and you should find rest for your souls. And when you start digging around for what these words mean, it pretty much just says what it says. Uh, You know, this word old is interesting, though, because it has this sense of... uh, uh, the vanishing point on the horizon, like seeing seeing the road uh, as, to the as far as you could see it, and and it and it typically is talking about looking forward, but it can also mean looking back, and so this word is used uh, sometimes for eternity, or um, uh, time immemorial, those kinds of things from the very beginning, and so he says, stand in the ways and ask for the old paths. 
where is the good way? So, you know, the the church in this century is always looking for something new, something exciting. You know, I was sitting in this coffee shop the other day uh, working on my computer, and there was this group of, of elderly people uh, sitting next to me. I've seen them in there several times. And they were talking about church. And this guy was saying, you know, it's like, uh, I, he said he goes to this particular church, and he's like, you know, the service starts at uh, at 10:30. I usually don't show up till 10:45 because I kind of want to wait for the music to be over, you know. And he's like, you know, it's all guitars and drums, and and I didn't say anything, but uh, <laughs> but uh, he's like, you know, once in a while, it's like I'd like to hear "Holy, Holy, Holy," and I was like, you know. I, 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 I was thinking, yeah, I hear that. I, I didn't really get involved in their conversation. It didn't seem to be a, a real good opportunity for that. But, uh, you know, I thought it actually made me think of this verse about the old ways. You know, because we're, you know, in our society, old has been relegated to, you know, the the place of lesser value. Um, you know, I've been reading The Hiding Place with the kids, and it's like the they would, you know, the old people were of no value to the to this socialist type thing, so they were just, you know, taken away. But it's like, you know, people that are older have life experience that you can't get any other way than just living it. And so there's a lot you could learn uh, from people that are older than you. And, uh, and it's a great thing. Uh, you know, I've my kids are convinced that I'm old, probably because I've said it a bunch of times, you know. But it's like, well, you know. Uh, and actually, like I was, I was doing an estimate for somebody the other day, and I said something about uh, being 37, and she was kind of taken aback. I think she thought I was older than that. It's like, well, but you got all that gray hair. <laughs> it's like, indeed, I do. You know? you know. The nice thing is, though, is now. You know, I'm not covered in dust and paint and stuff, so I don't get the "Hey, you got some paint in your hairline anymore." I, I kind of like that. Yeah. So, asking for the old paths, where the good way is. You know, we're always looking for the shortcut. You know, where's the, you know, where's the microwave TV dinner version of of this narrow road? It's like, well, there isn't one. You know, this is. And I was reading along with this, and I was thinking that, and I just kind of sighed. Like I, I. I, I like my microwave drive through carried kind of lifestyle. I don't really want to have to push and wait and invest and oh man. But you know, but that's what God does. And and he and he puts this relationship with him in your life that, that doesn't make it seem so bad. Because uh love mitigates the cost of of whatever it is that you would have to, to deal with. So this old path then, this good way. And he says, and you'll find rest for your souls. So that's a, uh, that's what we're after. One more place real quick. And uh, you probably know where I'm going in Matthew chapter 11. <clears throat> no, because he, he, keeps, he keeps talking about walking in this way, in this, this manner of life. And uh, and and this pathway, you know, this this way is both things simultaneously, and 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 in these 
verses we read, he keeps talking, tying this path in, this way in with, with finding rest. And so I thought this would be a great place to wrap that up. In verse 25, he says, At that time Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Lord, Father of heaven and earth, your Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hid these things from the wise and the prudent and revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for it seemed good in thy sight. All things are delivered to me of my Father, and no man knows the Son but the Father, and neither knows any man the Father save the Son, and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke on you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. You know, that, that yoke thing is a, is a really grand thing. Because it's like, well, I'm not so sure about how well I would stay in the way. You know, I, I have a feeling I would be getting in my own way, getting in my way, in my way. You know, there's a lot. Thank you. I, I knew you guys would follow me there. Um, uh, but if you if you come to him and you take his his yoke on you, you know when you yoke oxen together, they or horses or whatever, they they really one can't really get ahead of the other. They're kind of stuck going the same way. It's like a. Have you ever done a three-legged race? You know, you, you have to work together. You have to walk the you know the same way uh, or it doesn't work but if but if you really get it going then it, it works just fine and so that's what God is talking about is uh, I'm the way and so I, I'm I'm the manner of life I'm the path I'm the destination and uh, and if you'll come to me and and attach yourself to me let me attach you to me then uh, you'll find rest to your soul, and and you will you won't worry about am I going to get where I'm going? Because do you think he's going to get where he's going? Yeah. And so is he going to get you where he's going if you're stuck to him like glue? Yeah. So so Jesus, we thank you for these things, God, and we do indeed want to be yoked to you, God, to to. Come into that place of uh, returning and rest and uh, having that quietness and confidence in you that would be our strength. God, and to, to find the rest to our souls God, in, in obeying you and, and listening to what it is that you have to say. God, I just pray that you would open every ear in this place. God, open every heart in this place. God, to, to hear what you would say, to receive what you would say. God, I've uh, not pointed this at anybody in particular that I feel like they have something that they need to get right with God. Uh, Lord, it's just uh, we all have these things in our lives where you deal with us uh, individually, uh, God, because we're all your children. And and uh, we all have that individual relationship with you. And so, God, today what we're wanting is to come into that place of being attached to you just like this yoga to take this yoke on on ourselves and to learn from you to to match you stride for stride to to do the things that you would have us to do god and to partake of your nature god that that nature that you've already placed inside of us god we want it to grow and to prosper god and so that wherever we go uh, wherever this uh straight and narrow path 
uh, would go. And that we would always hear that voice uh, saying, this is the way, walk ye in it. God, in so that we would have that confidence that, that we're going on the right path because, uh, because we know that you're right there with us. And we just praise you. And we just pray that today you would do exactly what you want to do in this place. Nothing more, nothing less than, than you showing up and doing what you want to do. And we just want to offer you uh, the praise and the glory and the honor, God, because just like you said in Zechariah, God, you have built this temple and you shall bear the glory of it. And, uh, and in obeying you is that counsel of peace. And God, we just praise you. We glorify you. We just pray you'd have your way in this place today. Amen, amen.